This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Equity Mates, episode number 28. Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2018 and we are back from our holiday. As always, I'm joined with my equity buddy, Ren. <laughs> How are you going, bro? Hey, Bryce. I'm very excited to be back for 2018. Likewise. We've had a, a nice break. A few weeks off, four weeks thereabouts. Yeah. Christmas, New Year's, and now we're back bigger than ever with some exciting things planned for 2018. We've had to think about how we've gone over the last 12 months. We've chatted to some of our diehard fans. They've given us some great feedback. Yeah. So we're ready to smash the investing world of 2018. So here we are. How was your um, break? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Didn't think about investing at all, to be honest with you. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes you need a break. Agreed. Any highlights? Uh, went up to Port Macquarie for the week. For our very few international listeners, that's uh, on the mid-north coast of New South Wales by the beach. Good to hear. And New Year's? New Year's, pretty standard. Just lined up for something that we didn't get into and then went to another bar. So, yeah. Well, the good news is that we're now 17 weeks away from the start of the AFL season, I'm pretty sure. So maybe even less. Maybe. <laughs> Early March, I think. So... Yeah, counting down the days. Counting down the days. My holiday involved Wagga, a few days with the family, back to Sydney for Christmas, uh, sorry, for New Year's Eve, and then straight back to work. So, yeah. like you, yeah. nothing to sing and dance we've, about. We've gone from three months of holidays during uni to a week. Yeah. So, making that adjustment, that, that hasn't been fun. All right. So, as we said, 2018, new year, new things. I just want to quickly kick off with that. We've changed Equity Mates Thought Starters email. So if you haven't signed up to that already, yeah. definitely jump on and sign up. You can sign up at our website, equitymates.com. It uh, will give you a new insight or five insights each week into your mailbox plus um, some stuff to help you uh, along your journey of investing. So yeah. get stuck into that. No better way to start the week. Exactly. And we should also announce uh, we have a winner in our um, competition uh, to win $500 with Belmont Securities. We, we uh, do. Drum roll, please. The winner is Brendan. Won't reveal the oh, last yeah. Good call, good call. 
Brendan uh, is our winner, and if we haven't got in touch with you already, then, well, we will have gotten in touch yeah. with you already. So congratulations to Brendan, who has won our competition. He's going to take home $500 cash to invest through Belmont Securities, and also a massive thank you to Belmont Securities for supporting that competition. And, you know, hopefully we can offer something similar throughout this year. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And rest assured, everyone signed up for the competition. You will be getting thought starters in the <laughs> inbox. <laughs> Which is almost as good as the past. So, you know, so everyone wins. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, Ren. So moving on, we done our holiday cap. So 2018, I mean, what's going to happen? We started 2017 with a few ideas in mind of what might eventuate. And as you finished the year with 2017, the year that wasn't. So it sounds like you're a bit disappointed with how 2017 went. So what we're going to do in 2018 (laughs) is this episode we are going to have a bit of a competition with each other and put forward a few bets about what we think is going to eventuate in 2018. Yeah. Every man and his dog has done a 2008 predictions article or podcast or blog post or whatever. I've got them all here. (laughs) And we wouldn't be good content producers if we didn't jump on that bandwagon and do our own 2018 predictions as well. Correct. So we're going to give a couple of bets about what we reckon is going to happen in 2018. We're then going to give a bit of an idea of what stocks are on our radar for 2018 and then finish off with a mega bet and choose one stock each that we think will perform well over the year and us end of 2018 we'll see who the winner is so what better way to do this than with no research coming (laughs) off a four-week break (laughs) so bear with us yeah so in framing this i think the way that i'm going to approach this run and you can um you can say otherwise but i'm going to sort of give a bit of a commentary on what professionals are sort of saying at the moment and then frame my bets around those professionals that i have been following for a while now You've done more research than me, but go ahead. <laughs> so, I'm, to give everyone an idea of what I'm going to be looking at, I'm thinking in terms of 2018, I'm thinking trends, I'm thinking sort of geopolitical. So, this segment is called Beer Bets. The, okay. idea, the idea is that I'm going to say something that I think is going to happen in 2018 related to the stock market or business world. Yep. And... and if Ren decides he doesn't agree with that, he will take my bet and then we'll see at the end of the year uh, who owes each other more beers. Yeah. Okay. okay. Do you want to kick off? Yeah, why not? I'll kick off. All right. I'll kick off with a pretty straight down the line one so everyone gets the idea for the game. First prediction, the Australian share market will beat the American share market. Can I ask for more information? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think the Australian share market driven by... Growing commodities prices, uh, a housing market that hasn't yet collapsed, uh, and interest rates remaining low, especially comparatively low, I think the Australian share market will do better than the American share market in 2018. I am going to pause on my reaction to that and ask a further question. Okay. What differences do you think have occurred from this time last year to this time this year? Because the US stock market significantly outperformed the Australian stock market this last year. So now you're making me talk you out of taking a bet with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to take that bet. Great. 
<laughs> so we'll put it beyond. Actually. Not. Nah. <laughs> okay. No, it's not a it's not a bad call. You know, like a lot of people think the U.S. market's in for a good year. But the reason that I'm almost going to have to rescind that bet. No, you can't rescind this because I think, which is my next one. <laughs> All right, segue into it. What is it? I think we're going to see not only a correction but a crash in the U.S. stock market this year. How do you define a crash? Anything over. Okay, so I don't have a technical. How do you define it? What, what's the so a correction's ten percent? Yeah. I'm saying upwards of twenty percent. So the bet is that the U.S. market will collapse 20%. Yes. So you're saying 21% and over, you win. 20% and under, I win. Yes. Done. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're on. Now, my reasons for this are around the assessments of future growth. Yeah. And I think that people are going to finally realize that the growth that we've seen in the last 10 years has been artificially driven. And when that the drivers of that growth being central banks, yeah. as they say they are going to do, I don't know if they actually will, but say they are going to do, start easing back on this quantitative easing and start selling all these bonds, selling all this stuff back into the asset, into the into the markets, I think that that will make people reassess the valuations of a lot of companies. And just to be clear, we're, we're saying... By the 31st of December 2018. Yes. Yeah. So I, it, I can put a date when I reckon if it can, happens. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. oh, well, and for all our listeners out there, <laughs> note. Put, put a date on it. I'll buy you a case if you nail the date. No, no, not a date, day. month. I'll buy you a six pack if you nail the month. I'll buy you a case if you nail the date. <laughs> Um, but if it's any other day, you owe me. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, I'll buy it. Pick a day, and I'll I'll get it for you. No, I'm going to go month first. Yeah, that's fine, and then say that. <laughs> okay, so I think September. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I will go the fifteenth. Okay. Why? Why September? Because I think that there's a lag time going on at the moment, and. From what I'm reading and from the people that I'm following, I'm generally inclined to, to believe what they're saying. And when the, the bond market at the moment has gone into recession, ah, sorry, bear market, bear market yeah. and historically speaking, and this is the big issue, but historically speaking, that usually tends to have the effect of A, pushing the stock market up quite drastically over the short term, mm-hmm. and it also has a lag period of about four to six months for then a correction to occur. Yeah. So I'm purely basing it on, around that. Um, and I, and I'm also basing it around the fact that a lot of people have been saying that we're expecting a semi decent year this year. So rather than say something a little earlier in the year, I'm hedging my bets and going something a bit later towards the year, yeah. end of the year. You know, though, if my bet comes off and your bet comes off, I'll owe you a bit, but you are... Like, <laughs> no, that's why I wanted to receive. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too late now. Speaking of... Um, but I think that will apply to the Australian stock market as well, my bet. Interesting. All yeah. right, well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, what you were saying about the stock market rising, precipitating a major fall, in Thought Starters this week, we published an article that Jeremy Grantham, a uh, really noted investor, wrote. He picked the crash in 2000. And the crash in 2008, and he talked about a melt-up 
yeah. uh, as opposed to a meltdown yeah. where stocks prices rise, but they're precipitating a major fall. Yeah. So um, you can check out old editions of Thought Starters on our website. Uh, definitely a good article to read if you want to get some more insight into what Bryce was just talking about. I've come across a great analogy just to give those that are kind of unaware about what we might be talking about. You know, this has been going on for quite a while now and there's been a lot of chat and there's so much stuff going on and uh, this guy called James Ricketts, uh, who I follow, has given a great analogy to understand why I have made this bet. So he, he, and this is quoting him. To understand why 2018 may unfold catastrophically, we can begin with a simple metaphor. Imagine a magnificent mansion built with the finest materials and craftsmanship and furnished with the most expensive couches and carpets and decorated with fine art. Now, imagine this mansion is built on quicksand. It will have a brief shining moment and then sink slowly before finally collapsing under its own weight. That's a metaphor. How about the hard analysis? Well, here it is. Start with debt. Much of the good news described above was achieved not with real productivity, but with mountains of debt, including central bank liabilities. In a recent article, Yale scholar Stephen Roach points out that between 2008 and 2017, the combined balance sheet of the central bank of the US, Japan, and the Eurozone expanded by $8.3 trillion, while nominal GDP in those same economies expanded $2.1 trillion. So what happens when you print $8.3 trillion in money and only get $2.1 trillion in growth? What happened to the extra $6.2 trillion of money printed? Any ideas, Ren? Uh, a lot went into equity markets and uh, bond markets. Correct. The answer is it went into assets. Stocks, bonds, emerging market debt and real estate have all been pumped up by central bank money printing. So what makes 2018 different from the, two, the prior 10 years? The answer is that this is the year the central banks stop printing and take away the punch bowl. There you go. Yeah, yeah we shall see. <laughs> we shall see. All right. Ren. Okay, this one is a little bit closer to home, and one of the most uh, hype stories in 2017 was Amazon coming to Australia. So my second bold prediction for 2018 is Amazon will be all huff and no puff. What do I mean by that? (laughs) I think Amazon is going to have a shocker of a year in Australia in 2018. I think you'll see a lot of the fears about... Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi and stuff being well overblown. And, you know, Amazon, they will sell some stuff to Australian consumers. But I think what we're going to find is that they're no better placed logistically than any Australian retailer. And they can't compete on price to the same extent that they were able to in America. And so what I think we'll see, and I know this one's a tough one to measure, but I think what we'll see is by the end of 2018... When people write their 2018 in review articles, we'll see more people talking about how Amazon had a quiet year than Amazon disrupted Australian retail. I'm going to have to agree with you. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'll only agree with you from the perspective of food retail, definitely. I don't even know if they're in food retail at the moment. The only reason I say I'll have to agree with you is because there was this huge lead up to them coming. And now I've seen nothing about them. Yeah. Like, I know they're here, but, like, they haven't done enough for me to persuade me to change my online shopping habits to yeah. go to them. And, and I don't... Uns- and I, I haven't seen how they're trying to do that yet. 
I don't really see them advertising anywhere or anything like that. I don't know if they're relying on their brand name to do so. I did do a trial run shop over Christmas through Amazon to Which test the waters. most people did, I think. And I wasn't blown away with their price pricing. I was impressed with their guaranteed delivery times. And they were guaranteeing delivery when other shops that I was looking at couldn't. However... I, as I said, wasn't blown away with price, which I think is one of their biggest call-outs. And I think that's really, as you said, difficult in an Australian market. Yeah. Amazon has always been price, range, and convenience. Their delivery is on time, it's reliable, and now with Amazon Prime and stuff, it's quicker than most people. Price, they're always better than their competitors, and range, and this is especially in their early days, they killed brick-and-mortar bookshops and CD shops because they could stock range that no one else could. Mm. And I think... They'll get to all those three spots in Australia, but they had a really soft launch in terms of pricing and range. Convenience in Australia is difficult given how we're set up geographically. And obviously they're experts, but I don't, I don't know if they have any particular expertise that Australian retailers don't have. And I think they'll get there, but I think right now, you know, they're just another retailer in a crowded space. Yeah. Yeah. And then macroeconomically, like, I don't know, in my opinion, if things pan out like they're going to, then I think all retailers are going to suffer a little bit, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I think what we'll see is that Amazon have a lot bigger challenges than some, you know, backwater country in the middle of the Pacific, like, you know, not, not that Australia aren't wealthy consumers, but there's 24 million of us. They're in a battle for their lives in India at the moment against Flipkart, like, they, they are competing against regulators in America trying to prove that they're not a monopoly and need to be broken up. Like, they, they will not have their eye on the Australian ball mm. in 2018. I mean, the size of the prize relatively is pretty small. Yeah. What's Flipkart? It's like the, the big e-commerce incumbent in India. Like, it's an Indian company that's competing against Amazon. And, you know, most countries have had uh, retail, incumbent retailers in their country the two examples where Amazon have been pretty comprehensively beaten, Canada and India. Really? Yeah. Canada's surprising because you would have thought there's a lot of benefit from being... Really? Who's in Canada? I don't know the name, but I think it's a lot of the fresh retailers in Canada have done a lot to fight off Amazon. Wow. In that space, yeah. Wow. And they haven't attempted China. I don't know if they're allowed to attempt China, but really? to go up against Alibaba yeah, in their home idiots. court is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, but Flipkart, Amazon v Flipkart, Google it. It's, uh, it's an interesting battle. Wow, okay. Yeah. Bold prediction from myself is that in percentage terms, the Woolworths stock price will outperform the Coles stock price. <laughs> Trick question. Coles doesn't have a share price. Ah, oh, true. <laughs> the West Farmers. So you're saying as a percentage. Oh, interesting. That's a, that's a game changer. What? Well, because... Are you saying Woolies will beat West Farmers as a percentage? Not with their coal. We, the we, they sold their coal. Oh, really? Yeah, $700 million uh, a month ago, a few weeks ago. Okay, then bet's still on. Yeah, so as you, in percentage terms, Woolworths will outperform West Farmers. So this is really interesting. So Woolworths obviously starts from a lower base because they've been beaten down of late. Uh, but... West. We're not at our lowest though. Where the yeah. lowest was nine. Sorry, the lowest was nineteen dollars. It's now about twenty six. Yeah, but you still 
You're gonna yeah. you're gonna grow. So I, I agree that the Woolworth share price will go up. The interesting thing about the West Farmers share price is I don't think it will be driven by Coles' results this year. I think it will be driven by Bunnings' results and specifically Bunnings' UK results. Because I thought they were getting hammered over there. Well, that's the thing. So they they bought a whole bunch of home-based shops and they're converting them to Bunnings shops. But the home-based legacy shops are just bleeding money. And as it so happened, I listened to the investor call for, I think it was Q3 results, um, and all of them, you know, like the Quarry Bank, JP Morgan, all of the analysts were just shredding the West Farmers board about home base and, like, how much money are we going to lose? Is it going to become a sink for, for you know, billions of dollars? There, there was a lot of concern. So, you know, if, if that continues to go south, then I think you're 100% right. Okay. But if they turn it around, and if Bunnings UK takes off, then maybe investors will... We'll drive it up. I don't think that's going to happen this year, though. I'm not going to take this bet. Okay. <laughs> so, so far, we're both one and one. So, uh, you took my bet that the ASX would beat Wall Street. Yeah. And then I took your bet that... That the market uh, would go 21%. Oh, yeah, yeah 21% yeah. on Wall yeah. And then we've, I've... You agreed that agreed Amazon... Agreed that Amazon, and you've agreed that Wall Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, we're on an even playing field right now. Yeah, right. one beer. <laughs> yeah, well, and Let's a case, and a case of beer. For oh, you get the day. Fifteenth of September, twenty eighteen. Mark it in your diary. I'm gonna get a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bryce will always be known for Black September. <laughs> oh, I don't hope that it happens from a world perspective, but I kind of hope yeah. that it happens from you will, my perspective. You will hang your hat on that. Yeah. Equ- Equinomate yeah. subscribers will jump through the roof. Can you imagine if I picked the day? Yeah. How yeah. Much <laughs> credibility. <laughs> now listen back to our podcast and listen to how you picked the day. I know. <laughs> well, the lesson for any analysts out there is if you want to know when the next crash will come, give Bryce a couple of beers, put him in a room, put a microphone in front of him and just let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs university? So, is it my turn? Uh, yeah, go for it. All right. So, this is very straightforward, very quantifiable. I think gold will hit $1,400 by the end of the year. <laughs> to be honest with you, to make this bet, I'd have to know what gold is at now. I can tell you what gold is Okay, now. yeah. Roughly 1300 So, you think gold will rise less than 10% this year? Yep. That's not a that's not a hugely ambitious call, especially if you're predicting a market crash. I know, but if you can, if you been, haven't been watching gold, then you would say something like that. For it, example, it would have been bolder for, to say that gold will rise more than Bitcoin in 2018. No, because I've got a Bitcoin one. Oh, so. yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> um, so I'll quickly get get you the share price for gold, uh, the current the, spot price for gold. Okay, so the spot price for gold will the pro- be US dollars, of course, one thousand three hundred and thirty dollars and seventy cents. Now, before you take that bet, keep in mind. So you would expect that it would revert to the mean sometime soon. The market corrects gold as a store of value. Say sixteen hundred. I'm going to say fifteen hundred. Okay. All hinging on my initial bet coming off. The, the Come on, man, make five bets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, makes sense. Except all these. True. <laughs> yes. All right, you're up. Okay. Um, this one isn't so much about markets, but it is a fascination of mine. 
2018 will be the year of reckoning for self-driving cars. And how do we quantify that? I think we will have, in one jurisdiction around the world, legal self-driving cars on the road, not for testing. What do you classify as a self-driving car? Somewhere where I can have a beer while sitting in the front seat. Wow. So you're saying... uh, Wait. Uh, Over the limit? Beer's probably a big one, because even if your car was driving itself, there'd probably still be people who don't want you to drink. So let's say... And you would still have to be able to take control. Realistically, let's say, well, I define self-driving car as somewhere that can get me from A to B without me touching the steering wheel. But you will still have to adhere to current license laws. Yeah. I think that exists now. It doesn't exist But it's not on the road. So you think the technology is in place? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Whether or not I but, think it's going to be there's commercialized. Two, there's two, yeah, so that's the thing. Yeah. So if the technology is in, in place, which yeah. no one says they have. Google. Then, no, no, they, they don't, they're not like, we're ready to put this in a car. No, they've got the tech to do it. So there's, there's I'd look this up. There's 42 companies that are testing self-driving technology in California roads, but no one is at the point where they're like, we're ready to go. And you're betting that by the end of 2018, one of them will. I'm saying that they'll have the technology ready to go. It will be commercialized into a car and the government will have regulated it so that I could be driving next to it. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take that back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In a big way. Yeah. It's not... I think... uh, And the reasons I will take that bet is because I think that there's too many elements there to happen in one year. Yeah, so most That's a bold bet for me. I know you're doing weird bets. You got to be bold. Well, so the reason that I've said that is because most people predict 2019 or 2020. They expect self-driving cars on the road, and I think I think it's going to be like Uber. I think if there are 42 companies all testing self-driving technology just in California, I think what we're going to see is similar to what Uber did where the tail wags the dog and the regulated leads the regulator. So Uber's business model was to go to a new area and just drop their technology into that area, start recruiting drivers and tell the government regulator, we're here, we're competing with taxis, change the regulation. I was discussing with a mate recently and I'd be interested to hear your It was the whole, how do you program a car at the end of the day to decide between one person killing the driver, like... Do you think that that technology is a self-driving car? Yeah. I mean, that is a... At the end of the day, a self-driving car is safer than a human driver. Mm. And I I would be interested if you can double down on that. I'll give you one that I think will do it. Is the one that you want Ford? (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I just have a real thing for traditional American car. A while ago, you were talking about Ford and their ability to make... Um, talking about was Ford fired their CEO in 2017 and replaced him... Yeah, Johnny Dots. Yeah. Wrong Dots. That's all right. Yeah, just <laughs> all take, right, take yeah. me out of context. That's fine. Tesla or Waymo, which is owned by Google. Yeah. And I, I would say Waymo. So now this is the name that no one will have heard of. Well, if you have heard of it... Um, you're watching this face closely, and it's a Melbourne startup called Zooks. Z-O-X. <laughs> now, don't laugh because they're actually, they're actually seriously legit. They got about $2 billion 
in funding to build this self-driving car company and they were like a ultra secret like oh my god what's going on in that company sort of silicon valley startup and now they're starting to get journalists into their cars and driving them around self-driving and you know no one is saying 2018 i think the company is saying 2020 but how good would it be if a Melbourne founder and a company... Great. Yeah. yeah. Then, then who, what country doesn't have a tech industry? <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> they just have the technology at the moment. I believe they're building their own cars as well. In part in Geelong. No, no, no. So they're based in Silicon Valley now. Oh, so... But I'm in the Silicon Valley. Zooks, if you want a uh, marketing manager or... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Alec now potentially owes two beers to myself. Yeah. Next prediction, I'm going to go for very, very bold prediction this one, that Trump will be impeached by the end of the year. <laughs> yes, I'll say that for sure. <laughs> Why do you think he'll be impeached? I just think there's only so long that he can hold at bay what's going on with this Mueller investigation. Yep. And I think the Mueller investigation hopefully will bring to light a whole bunch of rogue things that went on. And I think that should be enough for both parties to agree that but he needs to both go. parties as in the Democrats and the Republicans. Yeah. 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 That he needs to get out of here. Interesting. And I think that he's been in presidency for what is a quite a short amount of time. Yeah. And has caused every day is just a, a mop up of mistakes for his advisors and all yeah. that sort of jazz. And I can I I just can't imagine it's being sustained for another three years. Okay, well, I'll definitely take that bet. Okay. Because I think at the end of the day, impeachment is a political process. So the way it works is that the it's the, the House votes to impeach, so you need a 51% majority, and then the Senate needs to convict with a two-thirds supermajority. And right now, right now, the Republicans are... 51 and the Democrats are 49 after Doug Jones. I'm pretty sure that's right. But either way, it's one or two Republicans more than Democrats in the Senate. I don't see 15 Republicans going to impeach. Okay. I think as long as Donald Trump will sign tax cuts... That only needs 15. 15 Republicans. So you need, you need 66 oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. 67, whatever. Yeah. yeah, 67, I guess, to be actually two-thirds. You need the supermajority to impeach. So okay. I... I think because it's a political process, I think what you'll see is in 2018, this year, the Democrats will push really hard to win 
the midterm elections in the Senate and uh, House of Reps, but even if they do really well, they'll probably have enough votes to vote for impeachment in the House, but they won't have enough to convict in the Senate. So I think he's going to last until 2020. And then it'll be Trump v. Oprah in 2020. Oprah! <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of the yeah, yeah, yeah. That was because of the Globe, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't watched yeah. her speech, but yeah. I've heard good things. Well, no, it started from the comedian at the start, whoever the um, comedian was. Seth Meyers? Yeah, yeah, he started that. Oprah 2020? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then she came out with, obviously, a speech about what's going on in Hollywood at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that was a very short one, so I might just quickly follow up. Yeah, go And this is cryptocurrency. This going to come. I think Bitcoin will fall below, will fall out of the top three cryptos wow. in terms of market cap. Wow, that's that's a big call. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that there's going to be a crypto crash. That's a that's an interesting one. So yeah, you're saying I'm, that that other coins will just get bigger. Yes. Yeah. I'm saying that other coins will get bigger based on one more accessible in terms of price. Two, if I think what's going to happen in terms of the overall ec- economy and you know stock market, I think people will put more money into cryptocurrency, and I don't think they'll be putting it into Bitcoin. I think the futures long term will start having quite a significant impact. It's so clear what impact it's had on Bitcoin at the moment, and the volatility has just dropped out of Bitcoin completely. In fact, I reckon that's on a slight downward trend at the moment. So I think mainly because of entry price. Um, you know, it's it's still a store of value for a lot of people and it's the coin, but from a fundamental point of view, it's not the best cryptocurrency out there at all for what it claims to be. There's a lot of better coins that now do the same thing as Bitcoin. And I think that whilst it's had a great, I don't know, year, definitely, plus... Um, it's going to drop out of the top three. How do you respond? Okay. <laughs> I am going to take that bet. Okay. And only because to buy a different cryptocurrency, aside from Ethereum, mm-hmm. you need to buy it in Bitcoin. So I'm going to say that that volume to just access the alternative coins will keep the price high enough. And I know that if you sell into an alternative coin, then... But that's an interesting point. I was just going to say that as a, an argument to that. But I don't necessarily think that you're selling Bitcoin. You're just transferring But you can't own no, Bitcoin no, no, no. Yeah. altcoin. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I assume... So you're saying the demand for other coins will sustain Bitcoin just from a supply-demand point of view. Correct. You are. Because then when you sell now, you say, I, I don't own any altcoins, so I'm actually asking you all Yes. <laughs> so when you sell an altcoin, yeah. you get paid in Bitcoin. Yeah. So I think as long as Bitcoin is the denominated currency of the crypto world, in the same way that you know the US dollar was... So is Ethereum. But how many... But the, in terms of what you can buy with Ethereum and what you can buy with Bitcoin, it would be well weighted in, towards In Bitcoin. my experience... It's pretty, pretty about, evenly weighted. What about overall? What do you mean? Well, this is what I mean. From the exchanges that I use... Okay. Yeah, you're, yeah you have well, to go like, in Bitcoin. It's like 1,500 yeah. old points. Yeah, you have to go in Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, 
even if Ethereum gets higher than Bitcoin, that's you still need another two. So I'm going to say because in the same way that you know the US dollar became the global denomination for oil, um, I'm going to say as long as Bitcoin remains the global denomination for cryptos in general, there'll be enough demand for it to keep it in the top three. Interesting. Yeah. Bet done. Bet done. <laughs> do you have any more? No, I don't have any more. Interesting. Neither do I. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Right, so so give, us, give us the rundown. So we've put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bets on the table. Okay. Do you, do you know what they are? Um, so the first bet was uh, yours, which yeah. was... The ASX beats Wall the, Street. The ASX beats Wall Street, and I took that yeah, bet. So you took the Wall Street side of that bet. Yeah. Then and let's be clear. So I'm saying, let's just say the ASX 200 be the um, yeah, I mean, it's a be the S and P 500. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 200 versus 500. Yeah. Okay. Percentage terms. Percentage terms. Not not points. Yeah. Okay. Done. Then I went in hardball and said we're going to see a correction of over 20 percent on the US stock market. 21. Yeah. Over, over 20. 20%. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which you took. I took it. And okay. I'm confident. <laughs> You're confident yeah. about that. I'm going for a 19.5% <laughs> So you took that. Then you came in with Amazon. Yeah, Amazon will be all half but no part. And I agree. Yeah, so you didn't take so that. So we one. didn't take that yeah. bet. Then I came in with Woolworths and Coles. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Woolworths and West Farmers. Yeah, and I didn't take that. And I said Woolworths will outperform West Farmers on a percentage basis. Yeah. And you said no. No. Based on bunnings. Bunnings. Yes. Well, based on the uncertainty. Yes. So, you didn't take that bet. Correct. Then you've come in and said the self-driving cars will be not only technology tech, you've said on the roads and regulated by government. By a government. A government. Yeah. Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. And do we put a limit on the government? No. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Venezuela. No, back it up now. It could be. <laughs> I'm going to bribe a government in December 2018. <laughs> okay. Then I've come in with gold hitting 1400 and pushed it to 15 and you took, took that yeah. bet. And then, yeah. And then I've finished with Trump being impeached. Yeah. And I'm taking that as well. I like that. I like that. So, so, so that leaves... Bryce, myself, owing Renner's three beers. Well, there's five beers on the table. And, yeah, Alec <laughs> owing me two, but there's five beers on the yeah, table. And the case, way. if I... There, there, there's a situation where I can win all five. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Alec also owing me a case. <laughs> yeah, true, true. 15th of September. And also a beer if I get September. Any listener out there, mark it in your calendar, <laughs> write Bryce a letter <laughs> on the midnight on the 16th of September... <laughs> And tell him how that good, he was wrong. Has, <laughs> has such a good decision. Oh, thank that you. Yes. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to 2018 stock picks, and we did finish the last episode with our portfolio of 2017, and we're up twenty odd percent. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what we are today. I'm a look. You're going to have a look. Yeah. Okay, good. So, as we said last. Just before Christmas, we're going to get this back up online, and that is still happening. Uh, it's in the process of getting done at the moment. So, oh wow! <laughs> okay, what are we up, 
28.5%. Wow, 28.5%. We should have actually bought this. Oh, exactly. So 28.5%, that's good. But that means nothing going into the next year. So let's go. What do, what do you, do you have anything on your radar? If you do, let's hold them for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to say And I want another, put another bet on the table. Yeah. And let's go... One stock, the winner is highest percentage growth, 2018, January, uh, December 31. I like it. I like it. Okay. okay. Yeah. But before we start... Wait, are we saying percentage growth from today or from the 1st of January? From today. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I don't know what the price was. Me either. So, so, recording date is the 12th of January and it's after market close. So, we're going to be going as of close, 12th of Jan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take it away, Ren. Okay. So, when I was thinking about this, I decided that I have no clue what stock is going to be the best this year. Agreed. Like, some of the stocks that were, you know, people can look at macro trends and then try and pick a stock down from that, but I decided to go another tack. I decided to say what stocks had a shocking 2017. Yeah, I, I want like to that. get some of that mean reversion happening. Yeah, and then what stocks ha- have potential in 2018? Yeah. So now are my two criteria. Less so about like you know AI is a coming trend, or you know yeah. uh, quantum computing is going to disrupt the world. Yeah. Um, so the one that I've selected, the company that most people will have heard of, and a lot of people probably will have used, but no one would have thought to invest in. I've been on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is isolate. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that is very interesting. Yeah. So they floated a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize they're on the share market until I started looking through yeah. this. Okay. So, so can you outline why they've had a shock over year? Uh yes. So they have entered a couple of new verticals, shall we say. So Isolect was healthcare um, insurance comparison website. That was going well. They entered some other ones, energy and telcos, so your, your phone bill, um, an internet provider. That had some issues. Um, then they decided to expand into sort of like smart home products. Um, and so in Australia, they're the exclusive distributor of the Google-owned Nest um, yeah. company. Yeah. And then they... Like, they, they just didn't... They had a year that fell outside of expectations. And they fell 21% from in the calendar year of 2017. So, they're currently trading at $1.39. Uh, their price equity is 19 So, it's still not super cheap. But they have had consistent revenue growth in the last few years. And with that consistent revenue growth, they have $80 million in cash on their wow. balance sheet and no debt. Wow. Yeah. That's a good company. Yeah. So, wow. looking at what could, what's in store for 2018, I think there's an opportunity for main reversion. I think investors punish them for not meeting expectations. Quick, quick um, update on what main reversion is. Main reversion is, so, you things don't occur in a linear fashion. Things mm-hmm. don't move in a linear fashion. Instead, they move in cycles. Um, and so, right now, you would say that... I select is below the trend line. This probably isn't making it clearer. No, it is, yeah. It's below the trend and it will revert to the mean, so back to where that trend line is. It's average. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So 
you see there's most stocks have a cyclical nature. Yeah. Commodities obviously have a cyclical nature. Most assets, most things in life have a, have a cyclical nature. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there will be a bit of that. I think investors will realize they punished the company a little bit too much for what was not not results in line with expectations, but not terrible results. Uh, their healthcare business is still ticking along. Their uh, energy and telco business, I think, will do quite well, especially the energy part of the business with uh, energy prices on the rise. Some of what Malcolm Turnbull and the government has done in terms of uh, energy comparison um, and promoting that, I think there'll be some flow and effect for iSelect. But then I think there's um, some good opportunities to expand. So as I said, they're the exclusive distributor of Nest, which is the Google-owned, it's like smart thermostats and smart homes, smart uh, security systems and stuff like that. Um, but I think there's a real opportunity to bring some more of that technology into Australia ideally become an exclusive provider of it, tie it into some of the other things they're offering, but to do something that no other Australian retailer is doing a lot of and start selling some of that. Obviously, it's not their core competency, but I think it's not a bad thing to try. And then finally, they have started expanding overseas. They recently bought a controlling interest in iMoney, which is similar to iSelect, but it's based in Malaysia and focused on Malaysia, Singapore, the Philippines, and Indonesia. So, an insurance business? Yeah, like a, a comparison website, but based for South, but, but focused uh, on South East uh, Asia. Uh, and so, there's two opportunities to expand there. Obviously, the opportunity to bring in money, uh, revenue from the Southeast Asian uh, service providers, insurance companies, telcos, energy companies, all that, but also to bring these Australian companies overseas. And so, to start selling Australian insurance products to the Southeast Asian market. And I think there will be a premium price. There will be a premium placed on that by Australian companies, and I think that will be good for them. So, that was a long-winded way of saying <laughs> I'm picking Iceland. code ISU. Do you have any bold prediction on what the stock price may hit? No bold prediction on the stock price, but I will. my bold prediction will be that they will make a big purchase that will get some headlines this year with that $80 million. So you reckon they're going to do a takeover? I'm not saying I'm not saying what they're going to do, but I, that, that balance sheet, if you look at the last few $80 years... $80 million, yeah. So the last few years, it's been end of financial year 2014, they had $85 million on their balance sheet. I expect them to do something with it at some stage. Well, that's actually got me thinking. I've had a massive flip on what I was going to say. Okay. I was going to say my pick would be an ETF. And this is something that's on my radar for when the stock market starts to turn because it's an ETF that is created to neg- negatively correlate the US stock market. So over the last two years, it's gone from roughly $15 down to just about $5 because obviously the share market in the US has been going up. But as soon as the share market in the US starts to go down, it's a great way of hedging your portfolio and getting in VBUS. I'm pretty sure we've spoken about it. If, if we haven't, then now we are. So VBUS was going to be my stock pick. My pick this year for 2018 is going to be Maine Pharma. Now, Maine Pharma um, are involved in generic drugs, especially in the US. Let me have a quick look. I'm pretty sure that's what they're in, though. 
one of the things that has impacted them this year has been the price deflation in generic drugs. But their balance sheet is very good. Their uh, price-to-earnings ratio is overly expensive. Um, their earnings per share growth has consistently grown. However, their stock price last 12 months has taken a significant battering. Look, I'm not totally, I'm not totally across it, to be honest. You know, I think it's just one of those situations. Um, as I said, price deflation in the drug market is impacted. So, you know, things from their perspective are probably going well. A case of a bit of media attention. Um, but look, I'm, I'm not claiming to be all over it. I'm going to say that my pick for 2018 is going to be made fun. Okay, interesting. Okay, so we've got an insurance company and we've got a pharmaceuticals company. And remember, we didn't do any research on this, so this is not advice. No, in any way. It's barely even listen-worthy content. I know. <laughs> But I'm also going to keep a close eye on the B-Bus because that's something that I'm very interested to, to, to see what's going to happen with the ETF. Nice. Um, Did you have any other um, other ones that you were close to choosing? Yeah, my trend my trend pick, just like you, well, yeah, my trend pick was going to be something in gold. Okay. And, and that's based on also what I'm thinking is going to happen this year. And I'm looking at, you know, as gold goes up, obviously people think who's making, who's... Mining gold. Yeah. And it's the gold miners. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? So my original pick for gold was going to be Saracen. 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 <laughs> C-S-A-R-E-C-E-N. Mineral Holdings. That would have okay. been my pick. It's a gold mining company, Australian listed. Um, so let's keep that on the watch okay. list. All yeah. right. Well, just to get it on the record, my pick for... Uh, my, one of my other picks was going to be ResMed. Um, don't know if, yeah. So they produce sleep apnea masks yep. and um, market leaders in that. They're now based in America. I'm pretty sure in Georgia, in America. They're an Australian company. They're dual listed in Australia and America. They had a good 2017, but they, so they had a lot of money parked offshore and they couldn't repatriate it to America because of this whole tax thing. Now that Trump's tax plan has passed, they can repatriate that money. They kept saying they needed the money to finish building their facility and stuff. So I think this tax bill will be really good for them and it might already be priced into the share market, their share price, but I think they could be in a good, good spot for 2018. And another one that I looked at that had a rough 2017 that probably got punished a little bit too much was freelancer.com. Oh. Matt Barry's company. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm back and I select them. <laughs> You're back. Yeah. Nice picks. Well, let's keep them on the radar for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's that brings us to the end. And I guess it's, as I said at the start of the episode, it's only a matter of months away now from the AFL season. And for those that yeah. are new to the podcast, welcome. It's great to have you. 2018, pretty keen to get you on board. Alec and myself, Ren, as a... Um, both uh, avid AFL fans I think in in light of how we've been putting down some bets for the stock markets we've got to put down a few bets for the AFL season so one or two bets whatever whatever it may be I don't care but what's your what's your bet for the 2018 season my first bold prediction Richmond don't make the eight. <laughs> massive. <laughs> so for those that aren't aware, Richmond won the Premiership 2017 yeah. last yeah. year. So they're going to go in 
as the defending premiers. What more Richmond way to top off winning a premiership than by letting down their fans and not making the eight next year? So that either means Dusty, who is one of their best players, is going to get seriously injured and not make, not be able to play the season, or... No, full strength. Full strength. <laughs> Alex Rance, All-Australian. Jack Reebok wins the Coleman. But they still... <laughs> still uh, still <laughs> they relied on, you know, a, a lucky year with a lot of passionate fans. But they're not sustainable. Yeah, okay. That's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Richmond, I will take that back. One of, one of our best mates is a Richmond fan, so I say, Kip, come at me. <laughs> You live in the same city, watch out. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, mine's not as bold as yours, but I'm going to say that Essendon are going to make the top four. Oh, of course <laughs> And I'm going to say that Zach Merritt finishes second in the Brownlow medal. Bryce is also currently drinking his beer out of an Essendon snubby holder, <laughs> in case anyone was, wasn't sure where his allegiance is lied. <laughs> Right, great way to finish. So we've got <laughs> Richmond not making the eight, Bombers making the top four. Nothing from Sydney, which is Renner's team, so obviously not confident <laughs> with the season Look, game. Everyone knows that Sydney are that team that make the top four every year and everyone hates except if you're <laughs> My bold prediction, my less than bold prediction, Toby Green gets suspended again. I mean, come on, mate. You were suspended about three times last year. Well, that brings us to a close for episode 28. It's been a very enjoyable one from my perspective, and I'm sure yours as well, Ren, to kick off 2018. Some very bold predictions and bets on the line. We've got some beers and even a case on the line. And, look, we're really excited about what's going to come in 2018. Hopefully, it's something in terms of, from a market perspective, a bit more volatile than last year, so we have some more exciting things to talk about. You just want to win that beer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm looking forward to some interesting things happening in the market, and I'm sure they will. So it's been great to have you in the room, Ren. For those that are unaware, we usually record online. Ren lives down in Melbourne. I'm up in Sydney, and uh, Ren's been lucky. Well, I've been lucky <laughs> enough to have Ren up in Sydney this weekend. We've got a big cricket match tomorrow, so yeah. that's exciting. Apologies for the birds and planes in the background. We're recording in my back garden yeah. for a bit of serenity. <laughs> but look, stick with us this year. It's been a great year, and we look forward to having a really exciting, fantastic year with you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how they pertain to your individual situation. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.